What is up, everybody? Today, we are doing a deep dive into the Norfolk Southern train crash that occurred in East Palestine, Ohio, which is a small little town. Now, this happened almost two weeks ago. It has gotten scant media coverage, and typically, it's being kind of framed as something that only conservatives care about. But if we go into a deep dive, we see that a lot of these kind of Marxist socialist types also care about this and two themes that I just want to be present throughout the whole presentation is a how Mayor Pete is incompetent and seemingly incapable of being criticized and those criticisms leading to some sort of action and then b the level of corporate interest preventing this from being a national story also my apologies about yesterday there being no video I'm recovering from a pretty rough dog attack, and so uh, just didn't have it in me to make a video, and uh, you can see kind of how my arm is all uh, messed up right now, but I'm getting my uh, mobility back. So on February 3rd, a freight train derailed carrying a whole bunch of vinyl chloride. This was part of the Norfolk Southern Railway System, and... As a result of it derailing, there was a big controlled burn on the spill of all these chemicals. And at the time, it was reported that this would essentially be a mass release of hydrogen chloride and phosgene into the air. And there was essentially a one mile radius of evacuation when they did this massive controlled burn and to get rid of all this vinyl chloride which is a carcinogen. And, you know, in the two weeks that have resulted pretty much since then, they have found four more chemicals. And you've had representatives from the EPA come out and say that due to the sufficient testing, everything's A-OK. -okay, and, you know, not to be afraid. Look, look I, I think that I would be drinking the bottled water um, and I would be continuing to uh, uh, find out what the tests were showing as far as the air. Um, I would be alert and, and concerned, but uh, I think I would probably be back in my house. I think that was a very good answer. Uh, I, I, truly, I think the governor really summarized um, the important points. That's kind of frightening because we really don't know what this is going to look like. And there are all kinds of examples throughout U.S. history of similar events happening. You know, you had the Teflon dump, the Teflon chemical dump that was killing a bunch of cows at a local farm and the lawsuit from that. You know, the famous movie, Aaron Brockovich, is about a similar chemical dumping. And so it just kind of begs the question of, you know, what is really going on here? And this kind of reminds me of Flint, Michigan, where, you know, you had Obama, you know, drink the water and say, oh, it's fine. And to this day, the water in Flint, Michigan is messed up. And they've received like, I believe it's like one tenth of the money that the Ukraine has received. So an example of poor American spending is that the Ukraine gets all this money, but, you know, a city in the United States of America in a historic area 
can't even get a fraction of that to fix the water for their citizens to live a normal life, you know, drinking just water that isn't polluted. Representatives from Norfolk Southern have gone around with this kind of payment system fee. So the citizens get an inconvenience fee due to this catastrophe. And as a result, Norfolk Southern is now immune from legal liability. We were told um, by Norfolk personnel that the, the agencies that were coming to our home to test were from independent laboratories. Now, what I can tell you firsthand is that we had a gentleman from CTEC, which is the you know, so-called independent laboratory. He was sitting in our driveway from the, the night of the derailment. And we had spoken to him, you know, just very informally. And he said that, and I quote, uh, we follow around the railroad when they make mistakes and they are happy to have us here. Um, and when, you know, CTEC came to our facility to test our air, they had not offered the services of water at that point in time. Uh, they handed me a contract that essentially said that I needed to hold Norfolk, their affiliates, not limited to, but including CTEC, harmless. Uh, harmless of any future. <laughs> you didn't sign it. In terms of, oh, of course not. Yeah, good. Um, but unfortunately, 340 other residents did sign it. Wow. And, and that's where my heart just breaks for these people because we don't know the long-term repercussions of what these chemicals can do in our air, to our environments, to our homes to our businesses, and they've signed their rights away in the hopes that they're getting help and the right answers from these organizations. And what I can tell you firsthand is that CTEC, the affiliate of Norfolk that came to test the air, was followed by the EPA. And what I can tell you is that we said, can the EPA by themselves come into our kennel? We do not sign this paper. And can they test themselves? Because they're a government organization that has the ability, they had the testing equipment with them, and the answer was absolutely not. And obviously there have been people saying, definitely don't sign that. This inconvenience check that they're willing to give people, you know, gets them off the hook completely. And, you know, Norfolk Southern also did a $25,000 donation to the local American Red Cross to help with shelters and stuff as a result of people having to move away from like controlled burns. And I just want to run some numbers with y'all. So when we look at money, that was spent by rail companies. And just remember all the COVID money that was given out to all these massive companies. Norfolk Southern spent $191 billion on stock buybacks between 2011 and 2021. And so I always hate stock buybacks because it makes it seem like there's natural interest in these companies when it's really just that company buying its own stock to make their stock go up more. And I find that really kind of repulsive and gross and a lie in a way. And so they're willing to spend that much on their own stock while also being one of the largest lobbyists for rails in DC. And it just kind of goes to show that, you know, these aren't people that we should trust in my opinion. And this is kind of where we get the entry of these kind of Marxist communist types, because obviously this is their big thing where they kind of get freaked out because it's the, you know, they, they call it the evils of capitalism. And to be fair, Norfolk Southern, if we look at the top holders for stocks, 8% of it is owned by the Vanguard group. 
Then you have like 4.57 by BlackRock. And then it just goes down the line. State Street Global Advisors, JP Morgan Asset Management, Capital National Investors. So about a, about 40% of the company is owned by these kind of massive investment firms. And if we take this to mutual funds, very similar thing like iShares Core to Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, Vanguard 500. And you can kind of see where there's a lot of attention here to wanting to protect Norfolk Southern because A, you have the allies of the government like the Black Rocks, the Vanguards, who impact things like free speech on big platforms that are also publicly owned, who have a massive interest in this. And then also it looks bad on the Biden team. And so the whole thing probably occurred because we have really seen our Secretary of Transportation not really do a good job. And Mayor Pete is one of these types, and you get this a lot in politics, where the media seems to relentlessly try to push certain people to the top. And just like stock buybacks, it's unnatural. There's nothing grassroots about it. There's no actual demand for it. And they just shove certain people in our faces. Mayor Pete's an example of this. Kamala's an example of this. Governor Gavin Newsom, another example of this. And these people are just seem like they're kind of like weird political celebrity types. And so Mayor Pete, who has shat the bed historically, whether this goes back to the supply chain being messed up, to the multiple issues we've had with airlines, and now this, where we're seeing a massive ecological disaster going on right now in the United States that's going to impact a ton of water systems. And we're just supposed to hold our blinders on and not pay attention and not criticize when clearly this guy is at fault. Now, here in Virginia, we had a delegate for some time called Lee Carter. I'm not really a fan of him, but he is dead on the money when it comes to this issue because at the end of the day there are certain issues that are simply not partisan in any capacity yet we have allowed ourselves to be so broken by this kind of two-party system that we will not criticize things if it makes our side look bad so because this makes the biden team look terrible there are a lot of people who are going to bat to bury this so let's just tune in to what Lee Carter said. This isn't hard to understand. The FRA promulgates and enforces rail safety regulations. It failed to do that, leading to a train derailment and a massive ecological disaster. The FRA reports to the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. That's why I'm talking about him. He kind of echoes what I just said. The two-party system has completely broken people's brains to the point where they can't understand the Secretary of Transportation has a job to do in the aftermath of a transportation disaster. Goes on. Anytime a corporation declares that the air and water are safe for residents after they cause a disaster, their CEO should be forced to go to the epicenter and camp there until they drink 10 gallons of water. Should take about a week, open wide, breathe deep. Goes on to say... The poor maintenance that likely caused the Norfolk Southern derailment in Ohio is one of the many things rail workers were ready to strike over until a Democratic Congress and president intervened and broke the strike. This didn't have to happen. And, you know, a broke clock is right twice a day. 
And this is an example of that, where clearly this is something that didn't have to happen. Here's a quick video with a local resident talking about how he thinks this is a actual problem that is typically checked at every stop for safety regulations. What are we going to see? And I actually, I, I spoke with a train conductor uh, or somebody who uh, was a, a train engineer uh, at one point for, for quite a bit of time. And their biggest point of concern or, or question mark, let's say, on this whole situation is the reason for the derailment, which I'm told are actually pretty common. But the way or the reason that this uh, particular train derailed is not common. And the excuse being given for that is an axle brake, which this engineer found uh, interesting or surprising to say the least. Um, and uh, it's too busy to cross right now, but I want to. I wanted to head over to that um, that mural there. But got some more quotes on what the engineer said, uh, and he also mentioned uh, one other thing, and that was the fact that these railroads do, or these companies, uh, there's some fear there behind how they retaliate retaliate to people who uh, release information, release information that they don't uh, want out there. So. Uh, really interesting to see how these federal bylaws are going to play into this uh, situation here in East Palestine. Stay frosty, folks. More updates to come. And we can even see some footage of sparks coming off the train as well that shows some sort of mechanical failure. And just goes to show that the Biden team, whether this goes back to the strike over some of their issues they were having, which included everything from pay to regulations to um, infrastructure to fast forward to the secretary of transportation, not doing a really good job on handling this. Uh, look, rail safety is something that uh, uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Really kind of ignoring it is in the media right now talking about all kinds of nonsense. It's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping, to airline cancellations. Mm -hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um, <laughs> to work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. Right. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth ga gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. So what is going on today is that 
it's life like it usually is. It's very simple. It's very simple. Just tell the people what's going on. The worst toxic chemical disaster ever in Ohio gets in the Ohio rivers. They're gonna affect like 5 million people's drinking water. It is crazy. But I have to say, the vibe in East Palestine right now is, hey, we got nuked by chemicals, but we still live here and we just gotta roll with the punches. We trust the EPA, I guess, or more like, actually, we, there's nothing we could do about it, so we're just gonna live our lives. We can't get out, so we're just gonna stay here. Last night, there was supposed to be a big town meeting. A bunch of people showed up. They had kind of an abbreviated town meeting. Norfolk Southern was supposed to send representatives there. They pulled out. A lot of people want answers about this. You have people in towns past East Palestine being concerned about chemicals reaching them. And remember, these are chemicals that cause things like cancer, mutations, heart failure, liver failure, and just truly are going to be impacting people for some time. These aren't, these aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit that they burn off, the fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine. This is not fucking storm clouds. Look at it. This is over Darlington. But you have a lot of people who are boots on the ground showing that the East Palestinians are just going on with life and just trying to keep moving and doing their best not to get screwed. And they have questions. And, you know, their mayor was finally, two weeks after the fact, approached by Joe Biden, who offered help. The governor and Joe Biden have spoken. That happened a little bit sooner. And you've had the EPA show up there today. And this is the national EPA. The statewide EPA has been active since essentially day one. But there are just a lot of questions that we have. And, you know, what does this really mean moving forward? And why isn't this a big thing? You know, you have Greta, who is the you know, voice of a generation when it comes to ecological things. And you know what she's doing? She's promoting her giant new book that looks like two trees were killed to even put it into production for one bloody copy. And they're silent on that. They're silent on this. This is like a chemical Chernobyl that has occurred on American soil that is going to be impacting possibly me in Virginia because the water system comes all the way down to us in the western part of the state. We basically nuked a town with chemicals so we could get a railroad open. So you've had a lot of brave people talk about this, a lot of cool independent journalists go there, report. You have someone like J.D. Vance, who is there, boots on the ground, looking at the streams. Hey guys, so I'm here at Leslie Run and there's dead worms and dead fish all throughout this water. So, something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can you show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're gonna see this on camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank you. And so it's just interesting to see, you know, who is saying something about this and who isn't. And, you know, when you have people as 
broadly different as Lee Carter, who is essentially an avowed socialist Marxist type fan of Mao, to J.D. Vance talking about why we need to care about this, then this shows how truly nonpartisan this issue is. But just goes to show this is what happens when you have massive corruption in the political system. You have tons of people who claim this or that is fascist, and they clearly are blind to the fact that you have the government being represented by Mayor Pete, who clearly does not want to handle this issue. And why do they not want to handle this issue? Because it makes them look bad, and it makes their friends in big business like BlackRock and Vanguard possibly lose a lot of money if this becomes a major thing. You know, they're willing to sink billions into stock buybacks and lobbying, but they are going to person to person to offer them a $1,000 inconvenience fee for zero legal liability moving forward. When for all we know, some of these people are going to get cancer or are going to be dropping dead quite soon because the chemical exposure is going to essentially speed up or further damage already failing bodies due to the natural atrophy of life. Let's not forget about this. There's so many stories that we cover that we never really get to cover again, but they're still going on. And I hope this is something that finally picks up steam and people of all political persuasions care about, talk about, and want to fix or see what we can do. But let's keep an eye on it. So until next time, I'll catch you all later. There's never been a cabinet secretary this flamboyantly incompetent and this so obviously uncaring, almost to the point of evil, if we're being honest about it.